Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Esther's Diary podcast. Or actually, if this is your first time, welcome. If this is your first time hearing my voice, my name is Esther, and I am so happy and super grateful that you chose to join us on this journey. I always say that this platform is really just here to serve as a reminder that you're not alone in whatever you're going through. And it's also the medicine you did not know your soul needed. So thank you so much for joining us. So today's episode is going to be a bit different. Uh, If you follow me on social media, you know that I recorded my episode twice last week, but I just was not feeling it. Uh, I think I was just very exhausted. And the way the words were just coming out, it's just... Yeah, I think I'm just going to keep it to myself. I mean, it wasn't bad and I still probably could have used it, but I just chose not to. But thank you so much to all of you who actually sent in your questions. Um, So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to answer some pretty interesting questions that I um, selected and I'm excited. I'm going to try to be serious because I do tend to like laugh about everything, but (laughs) I'm going to try to actually be serious. So Um, we can get something good out of this. So let's get right into it. Okay, so like I said, I promise not to make a joke out of everything. I'm gonna be serious this time. So let's get into it. Let's just read the first question. I actually got two questions, but um, about that, but I'm gonna answer the longer one. It says, what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far from starting your podcast? So this is interesting. I think um, starting my podcast, I kind of had like a vague idea of what I wanted it to be. Um, Yeah, I didn't have like a perfect plan. But I think that what has been interesting for me is just seeing how it's unfolding, seeing how... The initial vision that I had for it and what it's slowly becoming and what I have in mind for the future is changing. So I think the biggest lesson that I'm learning is that God's vision or God's plan is changing. Like it's moving. It's in motion. You know, it's not static. Uh, A lot of times we can maybe start something with a specific thing in mind, but I think we have to leave room for the possibility that it's going to change into something that maybe we did not initially um, envision, which is why it's important to just start. So I think that's one of the biggest lessons Um, I also learned, or I don't know, like it's always weird to hear yourself talk because maybe that's what I do in real life, but I just noticed also how much I really like the word of God. It always comes out in one way or the other, so... um, I guess, yeah, because, I mean, when you're talking to your friends or you're just having conversations you don't realize, but, like, listening to myself just made me realize certain things about myself and just, I'm also just learning things about myself, just um, hearing myself talk. Um, I don't know if you want to know those things, but, yeah, it's definitely, it's that's definitely what I've been learning. And I think the other question was, like, your challenge um, and starting a podcast, uh, um, my challenge, I think, so I'm not the kind of person who thinks that I'm so interesting and everybody just wants to hear me talk, so I think it's getting past that, like, idea that maybe 
like nobody cares and maybe a lot of people don't care but maybe somebody will care just one person you know and i i know what i i'm doing that i know why i'm here and i know why this has been laid on my heart so um that's kind of what keeps me going but yeah the challenge is sometimes thinking that what you do doesn't matter so that's kind of what it has been okay um what is something you are still working on so the difficulty or complex so the person who wrote this question is french so what she meant is like an insecurity or a challenge or something that you're just working on as a person i think i'm working on a lot of things i think that we're um constantly changing as human beings and at least me like i am dedicated to a journey of constant growth um, and I always want to be evolving and every day is a learning experience. I learn things about myself all the time. Um, so something that I'm still working on is patience. <laughs> I think that's like the big challenge of my life. Um, and I know it sounds very, um, um, what's the word? It sounds very broad in general, but, um, Patience for me is multi-layered uh, because it's not just about like being patient enough to wait in line when you go to the grocery store, but it's also just like, I don't know if I can say like a spirit of patience, which is just like a, a, a character trait, like something that you are that you can give to others, right? So like patience with others, patience with um, the rate at which things go in your life or patience with certain situations so it's just i'm really very intentional about cultivating patience in my heart in my mind and with others around me um so yeah patience patience is something that i really want to get in my system um that i'm constantly working towards and i think the amazing thing about god is that if he wants you to um grow in certain areas he'll bring situations that i'll have to like bring that thing out of you um, so in a way I'm intentionally learning, but I'm also an, 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 wow, I'm also not learning intentionally because, um, I, I think God is also helping me in that area, um, by allowing me to go through certain things, which are not like terrible, painful things, but it's just sometimes for certain things you have to be patient or wait, which is a whole other topic. So that's one thing that I am working on. Another thing is just um, something that I get a lot is people ask me, which is super funny because um, it always happened that way. People always ask me like, oh, like, how are you so confident to do X, Y, Z? Or how are you so bold to just go for X, Y, Z? And the truth is that's something that I'm always learning on. I'm learning, sorry, because naturally I just want to be in my corner, minding my business, drinking my water, and talking to my friends, and chilling, and I don't need you to know me, you know, somebody said <laughs> their dream life would be, you know, that one person who goes to every event, every award show, show like, you you see them at the Grammys, you see them at the Met Gala, you see them everywhere, hanging out with, with rich people, but you don't really know who they are, you don't know what they do, you never hear their voices, that's a pretty nice life, it's like, you're doing it, but just like nobody knows you. It's kind of like pretty cool, but I think it's just accepting who God says I am and not only accepting it in my mind, but actually walking it out. 
um that's another thing I, i'm working on and it's very uncomfortable for me like extremely uncomfortable but it's just trusting god more than i trust myself i guess so that's also just getting out of my own way and like getting over myself in a way and i know it doesn't sound very um when you say that it's not always in a positive light but i don't mean it in a positive light because i do believe that a lot of times we think too much about ourselves maybe and, and and i understand that sometimes it's fear and doubt that makes us kind of stand in our own way but when you realize that you're really not that important and it's really what god wants that matters you get out of your own way so that's another thing i'm learning honestly i could give you a list of things i'm learning how to love myself and my body um i should do like a body image episode because that's like a whole thing in my life um yeah i'm gonna do one but yeah definitely learning how to how to love you know myself for who i am and how i am um something else there's a lot there's, there's just there's so much but i think those are like the major things like patience um and owning who i am i think those are like the major things that i'm working on and I'll probably think about some more before the episode and maybe I'll plug them in there. Okay. Okay, so next one is what is your dream job? I think it ties in pretty well with the previous question. I don't know why. Um, This is an interesting one. So I'm not one of those people who like came out of the womb knowing what they wanted to be. You know how there's some people who... We're like, oh, you know, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a singer. And they actually grow up and pursue it for the rest of their lives. Um, I wasn't graced in that way. But I think I always knew what I was interested in. Like, it was clear, you know, throughout my childhood. Like, if you ask my parents, they can tell you what I was interested in, what I liked, what I liked doing. And that's what I pursued. And I'm grateful that they allowed me to pursue the things that I actually like and want to do. And that's what I'm working in at the moment that's the field that i'm working in at the moment um and I, i'm grateful because i'm uh how can i say this by god's grace like it's going well right um but i think even in that field i'm learning <clears throat> sorry even in that field even working in that field there's certain things that i'm learning or certain aspects of the job or the field that i'm more interested in which is um what I'm trying to pursue. So I'm going through a little transition right now, but I guess we'll be able to talk about it more later. But all of this to say that I don't think I have a dream job because I'm the kind of person who has skills that could be used in different capacities. Now, I'm not really thinking about my life in terms of dream job. Um, I do believe in nine to five. I do believe in having a stable income. That's just me. I know some people don't choose that route but i stability like financial stability is really important to me um so that's the route I, i'm on now and i think i will be on for a couple years i always say that even if i was the richest person on earth i would still like to work to an extent just because i like waking up in the morning and having things to do like i like having things to check off my to-do list and i know that could look like a lot of things but that's like a part of like that's important for me so when i think about dream job and all of that stuff i think more about um the life that i want for myself and one thing that i'm learning that is super important to me personally against me it's fulfillment um i could 
aim for like the biggest roles and I could do all the courses and try to like go where the money is at like we say and be miserable and just wake up every day and just feel that disgusting you know like when you hate your job and you just ugh, I don't want to live the rest of my life like that so for me being fulfilled is really important and please don't confuse fulfillment with happiness happiness is a feeling happiness is temporary happiness can change from one day to the other but fulfillment is just really feeling like you're in alignment with what you're here to do on earth um and I know like again it's very vague and it's very broad and it can mean so many things but I think that just doing something that is your element I think is really important I want to feel like when I'm doing things I'm flowing there's certain things that I do in my life and I just flow like it's easy there's certain things that um, people around here, people in my family will like come to me for it because they know that she's good with this. She's good at it. And I don't mind doing it because it's just in me. And I want to live a life that allows me to um, operate from that space in diff different areas. So I know that now we're talking about career. Um, but when I'm looking at career in the next, I don't know, 10, 15 years, I'll probably still be working <laughs> a nine to five. But I think what's important for me now is just in a way, climbing the ladder um, to make money. And I'm just being completely honest with you, just like increasing my income, just keep increasing my income. And, and that, that will come with, maybe that'll require of me to like make a few shifts and turns, but I really don't mind. Like I said, I'm not the kind of person who's like, I need to be this by the time I'm 50. Like, no, I have great skills that I develop and I will land where I land and I will be making that money and I'll be able to take care of my family and so on. But when I'm thinking about my life and fulfillment and what I want for myself and what I want my quote unquote dream job to be like in the future. Um, and I know I'm rambling because it's kind of hard for me to speak about it because I don't want people to like misunderstand what I'm saying. But at the same time, it's my truth and I can only say, it how I feel it and I mean if you don't understand if you would like to talk about it more please feel free to reach out but when I think about my future one thing that is really important to me is something that's going to allow me to be present in my children's lives and actually raise them not just I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom like that's not my ministry like I told you I like to work but um I want something that gives me the flexibility to be present in my children's lives and also just to be available to my husband. Um, that's something that's super duper important to me. I don't want to be like a a distant mom. Like I not to say that I'm gonna be like hovering and just always in their business, but I, I just wanna be available. Like I wanna be close. I wanna see, you know? Um, so that's something that's really important to me. So whatever I choose to do in the future, I would like um to have that flexibility. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that's like one of the most important things, you know, in the path and the career that I'm choosing, I'm learning so much about myself. I'm very, um, analytical, like the way I process information, the way I think, um, I don't know, like I'm learning a lot of things and there's a lot of career opportunities that, you know, I'm looking into. So I'm going through a little transition right now, but it's still kind of like in my field, but just growing yeah you know like i i said what i'm doing just kind of want to make money really and um if we're talking about 
um, I know right now we're talking about career, but if we're talking about like dream life as a whole, like I said, it's just being able to be fulfilled, being able to be present in my children's and my family's life. Um, but also, um, there's things that I want to pursue personally, like as a human being, but that wasn't your question. So I'm not going to get into it. Maybe we're going to get into it at another time, but yeah, in terms of career, this is what it's looking like. Um, I don't have like a position that I'm aiming for. Um, I just want to do things that allow me to make money <laughs> and um, pursue the things that I really want to do, the things that I'm passionate about and the things that bring me fulfillment um, on this side. And I also do believe that if you're doing something out of a place of fulfillment and alignment, money, well, abundance is going to come from it. Um, I, I really do believe that. I, I believe that everything is going to align. Um, but I'm rambling. I just hope you, you got what I'm saying. So I don't, yeah, I don't have a, a dream job. I have a dream life, period. Okay, next one. Oh, here's an interesting one. Okay, so I guess it's a great follow-up to what I was just talking about because the person literally is asking, what do you hope to have accomplished in God's kingdom and your own life in the next 10 years? So that ties in perfectly with what I was saying about fulfillment and the dream life that I want for myself. So let's get into that. Um, what do I hope to have accomplished in God's kingdom? You know, at the end of the day, and I feel like this is going to be a long episode, so just bear with me. Um, but at the end of the day, I think when it comes to the kingdom of God, everything we do on earth and the reason why we're here is to bring souls to him and everything we do should point out to him. Um, what do I hope to have accomplished in God's kingdom in the next 10 years? Um, I hope to have been a useful vessel in the hands of God. You know, I could sit here and tell you about what I believe my purpose is, why God brought me to this earth, um, how I'm going to do all the amazing things that I believe God has spoken to me about, which is great. But at the end of the day, I think I can sum it, um, sum it up in um, just a sentence. Like, I want to have been a great and mighty vessel in the hands of the Lord. However he chooses to use me, that's what I want to do. Um, that's what I'm doing. And maybe it's not at an international level yet and I'm not popular but it starts somewhere. So the most important thing for me, and I think the most important way we can be useful to God and his people is by having a relationship with him and being obedient and doing what he tells us to do because he knows why. So just being in alignment and being obedient to God and being a useful vessel, an available vessel, and however he chooses to use me, he will do it and I want him to do it and I am availing myself for him to do it like I'm not fighting him on that um anymore so because you know I think we all have that moment where we're like fighting God when he's telling us about certain things that he wants us to do in the future and stuff like that um yeah so I'm not gonna tell you I want to save a million souls by year 10 like I I, I would be lying like maybe I will do that but um, what I want to do is just be a vessel in the hands of the Lord. However it looks like for me, you will see it. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, and in my own life in the next 10 years, I think it's the same answer. I want to be, I want to live a life that is 
useful to God, a life that makes God proud. Um, I strongly, strongly, strongly believe in silent testimonies. I think that there's something about allowing your life to be used by God as a testimony, as an example. Like sometimes you don't have to talk and people just look at your life and they see God. That's really what matters to me. So uh, if I get a little bit more specific, I in the next 10 years, I would want to have used my words for God. Um, part of my fulfilled life and dream life has a lot to do with writing, as some of you know. But I don't want to like be like uh, an author for my friends, you know, like I want it to be big. And this is very, a very vulnerable moment for me because it's kind of me sharing my dreams. But yeah, I want my writings and the words that God gave me to travel the world and for God to use them to touch the people he wants to. Um, what Another thing would just be, like I said, just being a successful mother and wife, um, whatever that looks like for me. Um, and I know that I often talk about my future children and um, how I want to be present in their lives. It's not that I don't like the idea of like having a man or that it doesn't matter or marriage doesn't matter to me. Um, but I think there's just, I don't know. I don't know why, but there's just like, and it started just this year. There's just like this burden on my heart about my future children. And it's not just... Um, my children but just like the generation coming after so even like my nephews and just like every child that god will um give me the grace to encounter and be around there's just something i don't know like there's something leaping in me that just wants to like cover them and be there and protect them and it's not because it's not in a way that oh the world is crazy and we need to protect our children the world is crazy and we do need to protect our children but there's something deeper than that that i can't explain yet but um that's something i want to be a mother like and not only to my own children but there's something there maybe i'm you know telling on myself too much but that's something um that's really important to me um of course have like a successful marriage um be available to my husband i say available because i feel like a lot of times like we get with someone you know your boyfriend girlfriends you get engaged get married whatever like that's when all the fun s stops because then you have children you have your life and then you kind of just flow but i really want to be intentional about having a marriage like a godly marriage and like um having a good relationship with my husband because i feel like it's it's easy to just be like yeah that's my dude like that's my guy that's my husband and we're you know we're raising children together and we're doing all this amazing stuff but you're actually just roommates or <laughs> uh, business partners or whatever you're doing so that's also important to me and just i want to have money I want to have money. I want to have money. Just like a lot of money. And the kind of money I want to have, like buying nice things is important. I think if anybody says the opposite, it's a lie. Um, but just uh, wealth. Again, for you know the generations to come. But also the kind of wealth that like 
uh, how can I explain this? It's like, mm, I don't know how I'm going to explain what I'm trying to say, but um, yeah, I want to be able to have abundance, the kind that overflows into other people's lives. Like, so when I imagine abundance, this is the image that I have. It's like, and please don't judge me, but this is how I see it. Like when I close my eyes and I think about like, all the good things that I could do in the future that I want to do. I think about me living in a really, really, really nice house um, that I own, obviously. And I think about having like a really big kitchen. And I think about all the groceries that I'm going to buy. And I'm just going to make so much food. And I'm going to like feed my family, of course. But I'm going to like invite like my 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 children's friends and I'm going to invite my siblings and my nephews and my friends and just everybody will just come and eat. Or even if they don't come and eat, I'll just drop off food. Like that's kind of like the abundance that I'm talking about. And I know it's very silly. It's a very silly image maybe for you. But for me, that's kind of like, it, it sounds so simple, but it's kind of like this idea that I have more than enough that I can give, right? That I, I just, I can just give to you. Um, I think we live in a time where times are tough. Like, yo, people are, we're counting dollars here and like people don't have a, an abundance of funds. Like I'm thinking about inflation and there's families who ha are having a really hard time feeding their children. Like it's not a joke. I know that we're maybe we're in a position where we can do groceries and we can eat and we can order out and stuff like that. But some people actually can't feed their children and I, I don't know why this is making me emotional <laughs> so weird but yeah like you have to think about that and i think that's why we want to you know um have enough and more than enough to actually be a blessing to others whatever that looks like um for you so let's go to the next question i really don't know why i have tears in my eyes um next question Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Let's do something a bit lighter, something uh, a bit funnier. Uh, somebody asked how to deal with heartbreak. Well, well, it's not funny, but I think it's a bit lighter. Um, how to deal with heartbreak. There's so much to say. There's so many layers to that question. First of all, I think that as you get older, um, the notion or the meaning of heartbreak is different. Um, I actually wanted to do this, so let's do it together. I wanted to Google the definition of heartbreak. Um, so bear with me. Oh, okay. So it says it's overwhelming distress. So this lets me know that heartbreak is just a feeling of literally your heart being broken, something being torn apart like a piece of you that just feels a little hurt which is great because then it means that heartbreak is not permanent and it's just something temporary that is gonna fade away eventually now i think the best way i can answer this question is to talk about myself so once again bear with me because i mean i'm not gonna bring people's business up in here but i have been very 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 blessed um, to not have been in like an abusive relationship. Like I mean, physically or emotionally or any kind of abuse. Like I have not known that by the grace of God. Um, but I know that there's certain things that break your heart in a way that is harder for it to be mended back together. Um, when somebody touches your pride, when somebody touches your ego, 
and pride is not a bad thing like we all have it um it depends how much of it you have but you get it so there's certain things that come and break you in the middle of your heart like it breaks uh, um, your confidence it breaks your self-esteem it breaks your dreams it breaks like the things that are important to you so that kind of heartbreak that is a whole other thing because i think honestly the only way that you deal with it um is first of all you have to give yourself room to admit that you are heartbroken and that you're broken i hate saying um, somebody broke me. I don't think that people have the ability to break you. The reason why, and this is interesting because this is something God told me when there was this one time I was like, Oh, what this person did broke me, what this person did broke me. And God was like, He can't break you because He didn't make you. And I know it sounds very simple, but think about it. Like, you know, um, there's certain things like right now I have like a phone in front of me and I can throw it to the ground and I can try to like break it and bring out all the pieces and all of that but I promise you and it's probably going to be broken like yeah like I probably can't open my phone but I promise you that there's a way that if I go to I don't know Apple or whoever the people who actually put the phone together there's a way that they can like pick the phone apart and bring out the pieces and you know, just in a way that is so nice and so smooth and that they'll probably be able to put it back together again. So all this to say that um, men cannot break you. You might feel broken. Your ego will be bruised. You will be hurt. You will cry tears. But men don't have the power to break you because they did not make you. They're not your author. Okay? They can hurt you deeply. You will feel like your heart is broken. You will feel like you're broken. Maybe because your trust has been broken, maybe because your ego again has been broken or whatever it is, but they cannot break you. So I think it's just about, first of all, just making room and space for those feelings and just like sitting in them, like actually sit, like I'm hurt, like stop trying to just, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Like, let's just push it. We just have to keep it pushing good, but it's going to like creep back on you at some point in your life. I'm just saying. So actually hold space for that. Whatever that looks like, however long that takes, just make room for those feelings. Like cry if you need to stay in your room, if you need to, whatever you need in that moment, just allow yourself to feel it. And I think, um, and I'm talking about like that deep heartbreak. Okay. And again, I've never been through it, but I think I've seen uh, enough situations or a lot of situations to kind of um, speak from what I you know would tell someone who's going through that so just make room for your feelings and then after that while you're doing that turn to God like the Bible literally says that he mends the broken heart and he's close to the broken hearted like God is not surprised or he's not laughing at you or he's not thinking you're silly for being hurt. So be close to God because he's the, the one who will mend your broken heart. He will speak to you. He will tell you what to do. So just whatever that might look like for you in that moment, just like make sure you're staying close to God in that moment. It's not the moment to wall out and just be like, yeah, you know, but men, they're all trash. I'm going to go and I'm going to be a baddie and I'm going to talk to every guy and you're going to get it. I will never let another man do that to me again. Like, this, it's not the time. Like, actually, crisis. 
and for some people actually well I, I know someone who actually went through like a really bad breakup and they had to like get it out of their system so they did you know couple things but maybe that was just their way of healing like who am i to tell you how to heal but all i'm saying is to hold space for your feelings like if you're actually hurt if you're you feel broken or whatever just actually make room for that and allow yourself to cry and allow yourself to be angry allow yourself to do what you need to do to just move past it but in all of that make sure that you find some room some room because i know sometimes it can be hard to turn to god when you feel like things are not working out or that he allowed bad things to happen to you but i mean yeah just turn to him and um mourn the relationship like actually mourn it and i know that like really toxic situations like they're kind of hard to get out of because even if you're heartbroken or you break up the person will probably come back and it's, it's just a lot and it's really hard so the best advice i can give you is literally just be close to god like he will give you the strength you need to stand firm to move forward like that's where like when you're heartbroken that's when you need to be as close to god as you can and it's not going to be easy but i want people to know that it's okay to like feel broken and feel hurt and actually cry now for the other kind of heartbreak like you know the small small i feel like i feel like as you grow up heartbreak changes i don't know if it's just me but like Again, unless you fall on like for like a narcissist who's gonna come and destroy your life or something, but like the little little relationships where it's like, oh, you know, you meet someone, then it doesn't work out, then you move on, and you really liked him, but then it didn't work out, or he did something that was kind of disappointing. It's it's, it's okay. Like <laughs> you'll literally be fine. Like I said, or like we said in the beginning, a heartbreak is just a feeling. Yeah, maybe the person. Sometimes I feel like what's hard is disappointment when, like, you trusted someone or, I don't know, you really like someone and then the person doesn't like you back, you know, like, little things like that, uh, you're, you're okay. Like, you'll be okay. Um, same thing, I think, mourning the relationship is even more important here because I think what we're sad about or what we're missing is not necessarily um, the guy but more like the relationship like yo like probably when you're talking to someone like you wake up in the morning you know that you'll see a, a text from him or like maybe on friday nights you guys like had a habit of like going out like i don't know you develop like a routine with people and sometimes like when it's over you kind of miss that and it makes you sad but like, I, like as you get older you'll be fine small small heartbreak like it, it's nothing it's it's literally like oh i feel hurt or this hurt me I'm not talking about the deep, deep kind I'm talking about, which is why it's important to, like, guard your heart in everything you do. Um, know how you're walking into situations. Like, honestly, you're not, we're not 19, 20, we're not stupid, we're not silly, we know what we want. I believe that, I'm, I believe that that's who I'm talking to. Like, we know what we want, we know what we don't want, so, like know how to act don't go and give your whole self and i'm not even talking about sex here because i feel like okay so if ever if ever god gives me a platform or especially in church i'm not talking about just a platform in general but especially in church i will not waste my breath to tell people don't have sex don't drink don't do this because you know but you're choosing to live your life however you want to live it 
so go i i I have other things to talk about so again i'm not talking about giving your whole self as like your body and all of that that's not what i'm talking about but um i just mean like don't give like you know how like when women when we're in love like we just you'll do everything for the don't do that no small small just know how to act and you'll be fine like i i strongly do believe that but yeah mourn your relationship trust in god and like always be close to god and prayerful especially if you're in a season of your life where like you're dating and you know you're trying to get married and all of that like just be very prayerful and i believe god will guide you there's certain things that you should never do for certain men (laughs) there's certain things that you should never do at a certain stage of your relationship and you know just be led we will be fine small small pain small small heartbreak it's okay but stay away from the narcissists, the crazy guys who will destroy you as much as you can. And I think that just, um, I think the best way you can do that is just by staying close to God, getting to know yourself and just living your life. It will not kill you. What is heartbreak? It's nothing. There's like a thing, <laughs> there's a thing we say in Ivory Coast. They say that you can't kill a dead goat. I'm already dead. We have seen what we've needed to see in this life. Like, what are you... I'm talking like that, but I'm just 25. I haven't seen half of life yet, but right. I just feel like we'll be fine. And if I, I think I'm going to stop here because it's kind of getting long and I'll just do a part two. But if I finish it off, like with my own experience, I have been blessed. Like I haven't, I've been through like one heartbreak when I was like 19. So what happened was was talking to this guy or whatever. You know, and at the time I wasn't thinking like, oh, you know, I'm going to get married. I just, I liked the guy. And I was like, oh, like maybe when I graduate, like maybe we can like be together. Mind you, he lived in France and I had moved to like Canada. Um, So I was in school and we were just friends. Like, honestly, it wasn't one of those where it was like, oh, he was my boyfriend or anything. But like, we we were talking like all the time and I started liking him, but... I was too stupid back then. Like, I don't... Oh, man. But it's good because I'll never do it again. But, yeah, like, I started liking him. And, like, sometimes, like... Because I, I think back then, like, we would go to, like, France twice a year or something. So every time I would go, like, we would spend time together. We would hang out and stuff like that. And we used to go to the same church. So, like, I liked him. And he acted like he liked me too. But back then I was like, yeah, I'm not asking questions because I'm not about to look thirsty, whatever. Like, I don't care. Um, Let's just roll with it. Let's just go with the flow. And hopefully, but at some point, like, you start developing feelings and you start thinking, I mean, you know, I'm a girl. And when a guy does certain things for you, I'm a woman now, okay? Back then I was was a, a young lady. And when a guy does certain things... Especially it was like the first time that I really liked a guy like that. So when a guy starts doing certain things for you, like you start, you know, feeling a little, little something. Um, until one day or, uh, yeah, it was like Christmas break or something. I was there and then, long story short, I just found out that he had been in a relationship for like four years with this girl. 
and it wasn't like the way I found out it's just it, it was just a mess okay and um I was so hurt I was hurt because he lied to me I was hurt because we had so many conversations and we had conversations about girlfriend he was like nah I'm single I don't have a girlfriend but because at the time the girl lived in another city but that time of the year she came to Paris <clears throat> and I was there too and we all went to the same church again church drama guys it's okay but we all went and then she saw that like hmm, my man is just talking to this girl a little too much and when i'm with him i always see her name in his phone so this is weird so now you sent me out to look like the side chick when all this time you're actually telling your girl that i'm like a little sister to you but you're not having little sister conversations with me because let me tell you something about church boys they be lying Sometimes he would say stuff and I would clutch my pearls. 19-year-old self, Jesus. But anyway, um, I laugh at it now, but I was really hurt because, again, I didn't, like, make room for my feelings. Like, it happened and I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like, I don't care. I, I didn't like you anyway. Who do you think you are? Whatever. Fishes in the sea. Whatever. But, no, I was really hurt. Um, I was extremely extremely hurt my heart was broken because then I felt like oh my god like my heart was broken like it was literally like a feeling of like broken trust um my ego was bruised a little because it's like as soon as his babe came like he didn't know me he denied me like Peter like nah it, it was just it was very painful but I held space for myself and like looking back I have learned so much from that experience like nowadays <laughs> I know I, I say I don't talk about dating, but I can talk a little bit about, like, my own experience and stuff like that. But, like, nowadays, do you think that a man will come into my life and just be my friends for a year? <laughs> I just, I'm not going to ask questions. I'm just going to go with the, you're, you're mad because it will not happen. I'm sorry. Like, I might not ask you, like, on the first date, like, what are your intentions? But, like, my guy, you're not, you're not, you're not playing me. It's not happening. Nope. 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 It's not happening. But yeah, like I, I've I've learned also. I'm joking, obviously, but no, I do ask questions. It's important, like actually, ladies like ask tough questions. Like, if he doesn't want to respond, then that should let you know something. But it also just taught me, like I was saying a bit earlier about not giving like too much of yourself. Um, I remember this one time. So he was in business school at the time. And mind you, he's old. Like he's four years older than me or something. So he was like, if I was nineteen, he was like what. 22 23 i don't know he was in business school and he had to like write his resume and so he sent it to me and he was like oh um can you like proofread it um proofread it for me and i was like yeah sure yo guys the girl did not only proofread the document she rearranged it she translated it she reformatted like i went all out and that's what i'm talking about like nowadays now at my big age there's certain things that i wouldn't <laughs> unless i have like a level of commitment and certainty i will not give my heart like like I, I cannot give myself like that like it's not it's not possible i know it's small it's just like i would do that for a friend right like i obviously would but it's just like i wasn't doing it out of like a friendly place i was doing it because i like the guy so um, yeah, just like knowing how to like manage if you want to deal avoid heartbreak or at least like minimize the impact of like their hurt and the disappointment or whatever like Know what you're putting out there. Just you know, just 
just small. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to say it in French, but like, easy. Don't just give putting all your money on a guy. You're always there. He hasn't said anything, but you're always at his house sleeping there. Even if you guys are not doing anything. Just, just not like, no, baby girl. Just, uh uh-uh. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. We'll do a whole other episode on that because, <laughs> yeah. All right, I think I'm going to stop here because this is getting kind of long. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Like I said, like, as I speak and I talk, like, I'm always learning stuff about myself. Like, I don't know why I got emotional at that other part. But I guess it's something that's super, like, dear to my heart. Um, so, yeah, I will see you again at the end of the week, hopefully, for part two. Until then, take care.